Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Building Lives International, located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Let's go and open our Bibles again today to Matthew chapter number 13. Matthew chapter number 13. And the last couple times we've been together, we've been looking at verses 1 through 9, which is the parable of the sower, and then verses 18 through 22, which is the interpretation by Jesus Christ himself of this same parable. In the parable of the sower, the last time we were together, we talked about the first soil, which is the wayside. The soil represents the one who hears but does not understand. They've hardened their hearts prior to hearing the word. And the fowls of the air represent the wicked one, who is the devil. Uh, they come and snatch it away. Um, in uh, Luke eight twelve, those by the wayside are the ones who hear. When the devil comes, he takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. And then the second soil is stony places. This soil represents the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet... He has no root, and he only endures for a short while because when tribulation and persecution comes, they immediately stumble. They stumble because they are not grounded in the Word of God. There must be a foundation that is built upon the Word of God. That is why, beloved, so many are exiting churches today. They do not know the Word of God, and they're not being taught the Word of God, unfortunately. And as soon as uh, tribulation and persecution comes in their lives, because they do not know the word of God, they fall away. And then the third soil is among thorns. This soil represents those who hear the word, but whose ability to bear fruit is choked. And it's choked by three things. It's choked by the cares of this world. It's choked by the deceitfulness of riches. And in Luke 8, 14, it is choked by the pleasures of this life. Now, today, what we want to do is we want to look at the next soil. The next soil and the final soil is the good ground. That's found in verse number eight. This soil represents the one who hears the word, understands the word and bears fruit as a result. Luke 8, 15, in his rendition of the account, says, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. So those with an honest and good heart are those who, A, hear the word, B, keep the word, C, bring forth fruit as a result of the word. Now, notice that we don't all produce the same amount of fruit. In Matthew chapter number 13, in verse number 23, notice what it says. But he that receives seed in the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. So we don't all produce the same amount of fruit. But we all should produce and we will produce fruit. Good trees produce good fruit, our Lord said. We will produce 
fruit. And of course, the fruits of the Spirit, according to Galatians, love, patience, joy, and all that. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 14, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to another, according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. And what that means is, Some of us have more God-given abilities than others, but whatever those abilities are, we will be accountable for them. Some of us have great ability and are able to produce much greater amounts of fruit. We're going to be held accountable in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any of any of you speak, let him speak through oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. So obviously God gives more ability to others, to some than others. That God in everything may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So the fourth soil is good ground. It represents the one who hears the word, understands it, and bears fruit. And each of us will bear fruit, the Bible says, according to his several ability, the gifts, the giftings that the Lord has given to us. We will bear fruit. If you don't see fruit, you see, people say, judge not lest ye be judged. Well, 99.9% of the time when someone's telling you that, they're quoting the verse out of context. I have every right to look in your life and see what kind of fruit is going on there. Good fruit produces, good trees produce good fruit. Bad trees produce bad fruit. Good trees do not produce bad fruit. And bad trees do not produce good good fruit. Our Lord Jesus Christ said that. I have the ability to look in your life and see that. And as a brother and sister in Christ, I have the ability to speak into your life and confront you with that. Not because I'm trying to judge you, but because I love you. So now the question is, what kind of soil are you? kind of soil am I? Are we the wayside? Have you heard the gospel, but you're still not a Christian? Are you in the process of hardening your heart? You know, in 2 Corinthians 6, 2, for he says, in an acceptable time, I've heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. You know, the captain of the Titanic refused to believe that the ship was in trouble until water was ankle deep in the mailroom. Only then was it apparent the multi-layered hull had been pierced and the unsinkable ship was going to sink. Ships that could have arrived before the great ocean liner went down were not summoned until it was too late. Or you like the stony places. Have you responded to the gospel in time past, but you're not being grounded in your faith? You may eventually fall away when persecution and temptation comes. You need to be grounded in the word of God. Or are you like the soil among the thorns? Maybe you've responded to the gospel, but now you are too preoccupied preoccupied with the cares and the riches and the pleasures of this life. You will not bear fruit. If you are in your fruit is the proof of your salvation, the Bible says, or are you like the good soil? You've responded to the gospel and you are bearing fruit. That's the question. Now, let's look at 
the next um, parable, which is the tares and the wheat. In verse number 24, another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? And he said unto them, An enemy hath done this. And the servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while you gather up the tares, you also root up the wheat with them. Let them both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. So that's the parable that the Lord put forth in verses 24 through 30. Now in verses 36 through 43, the Lord interpreted that parable for us. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house, and his disciples came unto him and said, Lord, declare, you declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. And he answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. He's speaking of the kingdom of heaven. But the tares are the children of the wicked one, the devil. The enemy hath sowed them. He is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. And the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of the world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do, in, do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, this is a parable that we really don't have to dig in too deeply because the Lord himself gave us the interpretation. The good seed, unlike the first parable, the seed is not referring to the gospel, but it is referring to those who believe. First Peter 1.23, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. The wheat, according to verse number 25, is the children of God. The tares, according to the same verse, is the children of the devil. One commentator points out that the tares look so similar to the wheat that many of them will be surprised to find that they are not actually wheat. <laughs> In other words, they've convinced themselves that they are something which they truly are not. In Matthew chapter number 7 and verse number 21, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord. Now that means these people are saying the name Lord, Lord. And he's saying, not everyone that says that to me shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. See, that's the proof in the pudding. Are you doing it? Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in, in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. Listen, look at all the good things these people have done. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Isn't that sad? So many look like, walk like, talk like, 
But they're not. They're not Christians. And in the culture you and I live in, of course, years ago, it was a lot easier. It's getting more difficult now. Trust me. Um, Christians are enemy are becoming enemy number one of the state. And guess what? The church is going to go through a purging and it's going to get real. You see, not so long ago, it was fashionable to be a Christian. You were expected to be a Christian to be the president. You were expected to be um, a good moral Christian person, a Bible-toting person, to be respected in American society because, after all, we're a Christian nation. Well, we've shed all that. That's not happening anymore. Okay, uh, It's going to become more and more difficult, and the pretenders, the posers, are going to fall away. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in verses 40 through 23 of Matthew 13 that only the angels are able to tell them apart. I mean, they look like, walk like, talk like, but they're not. Our churches are filled with unbelievers. George Barna, in a poll that he did dozens of years ago, I can't remember exactly when, but said six out of ten in the average mainline church in the United States don't have a clue why they're there. They're not truly born again. Six out of ten. That's 60% of the average congregation in America that shows up on a Sunday morning with a Bible in their lap, which they don't even carry those anymore because they can't read them because they're all sitting in the dark. But they don't know the Lord. Only the angels are going to be able to tell them apart. Now, let's look at the, let's see, do we have time? Um, Nope. I'm, I'm at 13 minutes right now. So um, that's that parable. The next time we get together, we're going to talk about the parable of the mustard seed. Matthew 31 through 32. Listen, God bless you guys. Remember that God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good. Thank you for listening today. I also serve churches in the areas of guest speaking, conferences, and revivals as the Lord provides opportunity. If I can be of service to you or your ministry, I would love to hear from you.